Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA Choice Boneless Beef Top Sirloin Steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for You app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway. Welcome to The Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. And welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you here. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out with us here at the Grit Daily Startup Podcast. We'd love to talk about the world of startups, so I'm going to be curious to understand what your experience has been, uh, both good and bad. But before we get into all that, and of course, what you guys got going on uh, at Tango, uh, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit about you and your backstory. Yeah, absolutely. So born and raised uh, in in Buffalo, New York. So a uh, big Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> but uh, sorry to hear uh, that. I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I mean, bummer for you, I think. But um, uh, yeah, went to went to Cornell for undergrad. Um, you know, right after Cornell went into uh, consulting, did that for about a year, but then had an opportunity to join Uber in 2014. Um, which was, you know, just a crazy time for that company. Stayed there for four and a half years, um, held roles in data science, product operations, saw a lot of different phases of that company. But I think the, you know, the, the biggest benefit that I got from being at Uber was actually just seeing this entrepreneurial mindset, you know, both at the top level at the company, um, but also just in my peers. So, uh, you know, when we get to talking about Tango, um, a lot of what inspired the entrepreneurial drive came from came from Uber and this idea that you know the best ideas should win. Um, and so, you know, everything kind of from that point forward after Uber was really about you know how do I set myself up for success to be an entrepreneur? Um, and that's when I decided to uh, join Atomic Labs, where. Um, you know, got a really good sort of founding with training wheels experience there uh, for about six months um, and then decided to go to, to Harvard Business School. Um, and Harvard Business School is actually where I met my Tango co-founders, Brian and Dan. We met through mutual friends, quickly became friends ourselves, but then, you know, realized we had this shared entrepreneurial ambition. Um, and one idea that we just kept coming back to, which is really the inspiration for Tango, um, was Twitch for work. So, you know, we knew obviously intimately about Twitch and how people watch each other play video games, but, you know, we felt that there was room for, for something like that in the workplace. Um, and this was, you know, fall of 2019. And so, you know, pretty soon after that, um, the world was turned upside down with the pandemic workplaces were turned upside down, companies were turned upside down. Um, and, and what we were solving for, which was, you know, really to take, this in-person sort of shadowing experience that exists and is, permeates throughout all types of companies and, and turn that into something digital. And so um, without going <laughs> too in-depth now, you know, that's really what inspired Tango. 
Yeah. So, I mean, again, we don't need to go far in depth in there, but let's, I, I do, I, I am curious to, to, to understand. I mean, that happens a lot, especially in, in Ivy league schools. I'm, I've heard a lot about this as far as specifically in NBA programs uh, mm-hmm. from, from Ivy league schools where everybody continues to stay together as a network, even though school's already done and some really cool stuff's created out of it. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I've heard similar stories uh, like that before. So was this one individual specific idea or were you guys just starting to table some ideas and came up with Tango as the end product? Yeah, it's a good question. Tango is the one we like the best. I mean, we, we were throwing a lot of things at the wall and I think, you know, for us, we were just excited about going from zero to one on something at the beginning. Um, you know, my co-founder Dan had come from venture investing and, you know, had worked a lot with, with entrepreneurs and was ready to kind of do that himself. Brian, our CTO, had already been an entrepreneur. And then, you know, I obviously had this, um, you know, ambition from, from Uber. And, you know, what, what, that con- what those conversations looked like was like, oh, you know, here's an idea. Here's an opportunity. Here's a space. And, um, you know, some of those things we, we got excited about, but, uh, you know, it didn't have necessarily the longevity because it wasn't something that we had felt as a pain point or it wasn't something that was truly a passion. But then, you know, when we got really talking about Tango, I think that's when we realized like, oh, you know, yes, we have this shared entrepreneurial ambition, but we also care a lot about teams and team performance. You know, it's something that uh, has been a common thread through each of our careers, even before we knew each other. And so um, that was the big, I think that was the big moment there where we were like, well, this is a space we all really care about and isn't just throwing something at a wall and seeing what sticks. Got it. So. Break it down for me. What exactly does Tango do and what problems do you guys solve? Yep. So, so Tango solves the, the problem of, of documentation uh, within companies um, and the internal knowledge transfer. And so, you know, when we dug into this, this problem space, you know, what we quickly realized was that um, there's a high, high barrier to people sharing their knowledge, you know, their, their understanding of how to do a process. Uh, and it's, it's typically because, you know, the people that know it the best high performers, um, they're tasked with a lot of things in their day and documentation tends to be a secondary priority. You know, after all the work is done, after all the, the high performance is done, then I'll, then I'll go and document things. And then, but then when I do, it gets stale pretty quickly. I almost have to become kind of the product manager for whatever, whatever documentation I create fielding questions, updates. Um, and so, you know, what we wanted to do is really lower that barrier with Tango. And so Tango um, is a Chrome extension as well as a desktop app today uh, that allows you to capture any of your processes, any of, any of the how-to guides you would create as you're doing it. So saving people tons of time, creating documentation, making that barrier super low. And then, you know, when things do change, because they inevitably do in high growth organizations, it's really easy just to go out and create another Tango and share it with your team. And so we have focused on, um, you know, really how can we save people as much time as possible creating documentation? And that's everything from, you know, customer help centers to internal SOPs and best practices um, across a wide variety of functions. I think, you know, our core persona tends to be customer support, sales enablement, customer success, but, you know, We've talked to people from all types of roles that are getting a lot of value, uh, especially you know when it comes to saving time with Tango. Right. So the so the solution works. That always helps with a startup, isn't it? 
Uh, it does. And, you know, I think it really was accelerated by the pandemic. You know, you, you saw so many companies going remote and not just remote, but distributed, you know, people started moving wherever they wanted to move, um, and communicating and sharing knowledge and, uh, keeping those best practices evolving, that became a challenge, you know, so the customers that we were talking to, and this is still early conceptualizing stage for us, you know, the people we were talking to before the pandemic, you know, we went back and we checked in with them on what was happening in their company. All of a sudden, you know, they were like, when are you going to build Tango? You know, how quickly can you get this? How quickly can our team start using it? And that for us, you know, we were still enrolled in school at the time during our first year at, at Harvard. Um, that was really the call to action that said, you know what, like things are changing and we have a real opportunity here. Um, so let's, you know, drop out of HBS, go start Tango and, you know, and see what, what type of impact we can make. Great. And when, what year did you guys launch? Uh, so, you know, we, we launched the product publicly in September of 2021, but, you know, we started the company in, in 2020, June, 2020. Excellent. So, um, and where are you guys based up? Is everybody remote or are you guys in one centralized location? Uh, we are, we are remote and distributed still, uh, 22 employees across 10 States. We might, I think we might be adding an 11th state soon. So covering the map. I saw your team picture on the website and it definitely looks like my backyard of Miami, but I could be wrong. You're absolutely correct. We, we had our last offsite in Miami. So we do offsites three times a year. Great opportunity to just bring everybody together, do some team building, do some celebrating of, you know, recent wins and launches, um, and really just set the course kind of for the next quarter. So yeah, Miami was an obvious choice in March. Nice. Yeah, I know Miami's incredible in March. In the summer, uh, well, I guess it's not that. I mean, there are worse places. Uh, so very yeah. cool. So when we talk about the startup process, world, whatever you describe it as, what would you say has been the most challenging part of the startup process? Oh, man. Um, how much time do we have? I, you know, I think I think what it Four boils minutes. down. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Four minutes. We'll try to stay succinct then. Um I mean, I think the biggest thing, you know, obviously with, with my co-founders and I, you know, starting this is just the group of three of us growing it to 22. Um, you have to be, you have to strike this balance between confidence and conviction and what you're doing and why you're doing it, but also having the humility to say, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to go seek help. And so, you know, the, the story of Tango is really, not about three guys who dropped out of HBS and built a company and built a team. It's, it's really all the people that have pitched in from our networks, classmates, team members, networks. Um, so, you know, for us, when, when we encounter a challenge, it's, it's really a, about, okay, well, we've never done this before. How can we tap into people that have, um, and get us smarter on the topic? And so yeah. that's something that I think, is typically at odds with what you see from startup, especially founder culture, where it's a lot of, you know, a lot of confidence, a lot of boisterousness, a lot of outspoken opinions. Um, you have to have that too. You know, you have to kind of have uh, what we call the lighthouse in the distance, you know, that vision, but sure. Humility is what's going to get you there. Yeah, most definitely is. <laughs> Humility, checking your ego at the door and getting around the right 
people. Imagine that as a novel idea. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. So hats off for you guys realizing and understanding the value in that. So to the opposite of that, what's been the best part of the startup process other than exiting, which you doesn't look like you guys have done yet? Yeah, no, we have we have not done that yet. I always say funding or outside of funding or exiting, what's been the best part of of the startup process? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And man, funding would not be up there. Fundraising is a beast in and of itself, but um, it's it's really bringing people together around a common vision. I mean, it's sort of analogous to how we built Tango to help teams. You know, we we built Tango to basically extract that learning from the high performer and scale it to the rest of the team to make sure everybody has the resources to be successful. And so, you know, for us building this team that we have today, people that are, you know, really aligned with that, that vision and, and want to go there with us. I mean, that's, that's really powerful, especially when, you know, you think back to when we were at HBS and all we had was a whiteboard, you know, now we have 19 other people who are, who, who are fully bought in and, and contributing at a super high level and, and really are the reason why we're, you know, having success today. I mean, that, that to me is really powerful. And that's, that's the thing I often have to take a step back and realize like, holy cow, like we've, not only have we taken this product zero to one, but we've built an awesome, awesome team. That sounds great. So what's on the docket for um, 2021, or excuse me, 2021, goodness gracious, it's Monday while we're recording this here. <laughs> the, the remainder of 2022, as we're literally in the middle of it right now, um, when we, uh, as, as we record this episode, what do you guys, what do you guys have on the chalkboard? Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, documentation we view as, um, you know, sort of a two-sided uh affair you know so uh, we've we've primarily built for the creator of documentation to date uh the person who is sort of has that knowledge in their head and needs to get it out and and share it with the rest of the team and and that's been a really powerful persona because that's who you're saving you know time and it's very tangible and they can feel it but there's this other side to documentation that is around the viewer or the person who's trying to replicate those best practices those sops looking for the information. Um, we talk a lot about how, you know, employees today, I think there's some research that came out, employees today spend about one day of their week searching for information. And, and you know, that that's what allows them to do their job. And so you know, if we can cut that down for the viewer, yeah, that that's also a really powerful time savings. And so a lot of our product focus is, is about how do we bring the team into this experience? How do we bring the collaborative elements into the experience? Um, and how do we start building for the viewer? So um, actually this week that we're talking, we're launching our um, workspaces product, which is a, a much more collaborative experience on Tango. I'm sure by the time this, this episode is published, it'll be, it'll be live and in the wild, but that's going to be a really exciting change for our users who have basically said, Hey, you know what? I'm saving a ton of time on the creator side, but how do I, how do I bring my team into this experience? Cause you know, that it's going to save them time too. So we'll continue to build on that through the course of the year. And then obviously, um, growing the team as well. Amazing. Well, it looks like you guys are a solid team here and I, I, the models working, the solutions working on here. So I wanted to encourage you guys to continue the momentum, continue putting out great work. You guys are clearly solving the problem. Uh, and it's been great to hang out with you for a few minutes here and, and better understand how this whole thing uh, came to be and what you guys are up to. So I most definitely appreciate your time. Any final thoughts for our listeners? 
Yeah, no, I appreciate the time as well. I mean, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing uh, that that I've come to realize around building Tango, building it with my teammates, building it with my founders um, and our networks is, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that that has to go on. And so, um, you know, we're, we're pretty active on different social channels and that's, you know, just kind of the tip of the iceberg. But um, making sure that you invite as many people into building your product as you can. Um, I think that, that, you know, whether that's customers, whether that's your network, that's, what's allowed us to, to build the best product for our users. So there's my, there's my parting thoughts. I love it. That's amazing. Well, thanks again, Ken. I really appreciate uh, your time today and learning more about you. We'll have to have you on the show again, sometime in the future to get an update on how things are going. Absolutely. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA choice boneless beef top sirloin steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for you app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.